Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm your host, I'm David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and every week I sit down with an actor or artist friend, we watch an episode of the classic sitcom The Facts of Life, and then I hit record and we synopsize the show, talk about anything and everything it might make us think to discuss, and basically just babble on for about an hour or so. My guest this week is J.W. Moore. J.W. is like so many of the other guests I've had on the show. He is an actor. He is a singer. He is a uh, comedic actor. He's an improviser. He's He does it all. And uh, also a somewhat former child star has some early credits from his tween years that we do discuss. And uh, he's also an avid and some might say obsessive video game enthusiast. There is talk a little bit about video games at the beginning of the show, but we really don't get into the depths of how into gaming he is, Uh, nor did we even discuss his obsession with cats. I think he has, I think at one time he said he had in the teens, like 18 or 19 cats at his house. Anyway, the good thing is I plan to have him back on the show and we will absolutely discuss those things next time. But for now, we're going to be discussing Season 4, Episode 19. It's called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and the original air date was March 9th of 1983. That's it. I think we're ready to jump in. Let's face the facts with J.W. Moore. Welcome, J.W. Moore. Hi! We are broadcasting from Sleuth's Mystery Dinner Theater. Theater 3. Theater three. Typically, yes. we're in theater one, yes. but they have two shows running tonight because mm-hmm. business is good. That's right, good for us. And we are in one of those shows, and I thought let's do a little let's do a little double dipping at one of my places of it's work. Good, good to double dip at work. And uh, yes, so uh, thank you so much for being here for showing Welcome. up early and. Uh, we just I have won, no life, so and uh, I'll I knew early. that, so yeah. I figured as much. Now we have just watched. Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> yes. Original. Guess it's coming to dinner in French. In in French, yeah. <laughs> and we of uh, this original air date was March 9th of 1983. And uh you were how old in 1983? Um I was uh -4. Oh really? Yeah. That's right. You're a young person. I'm 32. That's I forgot there was that was that's why I hate you. Yes. yes. And I and I I try to look in my 20s. And um, so bathe in the blood of my enemies. You keep working at that. Thanks. Um, so as a, a young-ish person, yep. you did not grow up with this in the first run. Did you experience, um, do you have any relationship with I, the facts I, of life? I, I have no relationship with the facts of life. I I, I don't know. It just never never um, struck my fancy, so to say. On the, and on, did on, you at least know it existed? Like oh, yeah, I knew it existed. I um, actually knew the theme song. Oh yeah, yeah. But Everybody knows the theme song. Well, yes, because I used to uh, have a, a DJ slash karaoke business, and when people get drunk enough, I'd play "Name That Tune," oh. and that was on my it was on my compact disc for those uh, oh. for those of you that, compact that's compact so discs. Yep. Yeah, we had to get rid of the singles mm-hmm. and move on to the. Yes. Did you have those? Because they had little disc singles too, didn't they? That were like that. They, big? they had the, like one or three, like three or four songs on it. That was in like CD singles. CD singles, yeah. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, and then there was uh, I remember I remember the big the big floppy discs. Oh yeah, I do too. The five I and a quarter. I had Doom on that one. 
five and a quarter inch floppy. That's the one thing. It's so funny how things change and evolve. They get better, but you lose something. Yep. Uh, when we went to compact discs, I was like, I miss cassette tapes because I didn't have to put a cassette into a case. Right. Take if- a pencil in there and rewind it. Yeah, but for the most, I mean, it was for the most part protected. You could take yes. a cassette loose and throw it in the back seat of your car, and not think it's going to get scratched. And same same thing with um, not only music but you know other forms of media. Like I, I'm a video game collector, and I still have my original Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. I'm on my third Xbox 360 and my second Xbox One. Wow, it's the older stuff like cartridges. Like you can throw like Super Mario Brothers off the top of a roof and yeah. it will shatter into a million pieces but as long as the board is still intact it'll still work yeah, yeah. my in, <laughs> in my day was atari 2600 i had that but it was the same thing of yeah. the car- cartridges wrong. now everything's on yars CDs. revenge is my favorite for that game yars revenge yars revenge you have to use your imagination it came with a comic book do you remember oh. it came with a comic book i god i don't remember it that uh now. adventure got... you played adventure that haven't you oh god yeah that I oh remember. yeah yeah and the um with the ducks and slash I, bought, dragons. I bought et Yep. I was one of the people I, that I've paid for it. I've beaten E.T. <laughs> I, have, I have suffered through that game. Well, this episode that we watched was directed by Asad Kalada. Uh-huh. He directed most of the episodes of The Facts of Life over its run. And he directed all of the episodes in this season. We are okay. in season four right now. Uh, and the writers were Deidre Fay and Stuart Wolpert. They are... Uh, longtime writers of the show. If I don't know if they were in season one, I think they came in in season two, but they are ones who also worked in the Susan Harris vein. I think they worked on Soap and Benson. Yeah, and uh, so they are actually, you know, they're certainly veteran sitcom writers, and they've written many Facts of Life's. They're as well. um, yeah, they went uh, they went for it. This uh, they yeah, went for it in this, this one. And, Slavery, and, yay! Uh, yeah, and not not their strongest episode. No, uh, but, as soon as. <laughs> But there are some interesting things happening that are yeah. that are interesting. Not so much what's happening just, in the show. Just right out the gate, buy me, make me your slave. Yeah. Well, let's. They're saying let's, that to Tootie. Exactly. Well, let's go there right out. Our first scene begins in the girls' bedroom. Yeah. Uh, they are in their. Uh, they're getting ready for uh-huh. bed. They're in their nighties. And Natalie is begging Tootie to buy her, yeah. to purchase her, to be her slave. And. Yeah, and it's and then, like, and then, and, and then as then, soon as it was said, didn't you? Did, oh yeah, I was like, what? Exactly. It's like, hmm? and then, and then they had to, you know, they gave Tootie a joke and be like, oh, my people are not a fan of slavery. Laugh track. I'm like, that is, um, I wouldn't laugh at that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's not my favorite thing she says. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm on your side. Honestly, not my favorite thing either. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on record saying that, JW. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very weird. But the thing is, we've got. This is uh, one of the subplots here where Natalie, because she is afraid there are underclassmen who have it out for her for various infractions, Natalie as a junior and Tootie as a sophomore positions them that Tootie as an underclassman can pay money, which goes to charity Mm -hmm. for kids, for for, uh, Christmas gifts for kids, uh, underprivileged children, and then Natalie is her slave for the day. Mm-hmm. And was Nat- it the day, or I think it was the whole week? Oh, it would have to be the it week. It was the whole week. The show yeah. takes place over the course of a week. Right. Or, yeah. So or, it was the whole week. Well, the show takes place over the course of I think three or four days. Yeah. Three days, four days, and uh, yeah. So with some coercion, Tootie finally agrees. Yes. And Natalie is very happy, and but Tootie is just not into it. And she's like, I'm not even. I'm not going to make you do anything. Right. Or whatever. You know, because you know she whatever. has her her reasons. Yeah. <laughs> They're very valid uh, uh, Very, very true, yeah. Uh, 
uh, and clearly not interested in payback. Nope. Uh, so we have to talk about the fashion, of course, on this show. Oh, yes. Always. Tootie is wearing uh, a grandma nightgown uh-huh. with a uh, lot of lace and a lot of flannel. Yes. Uh, Natalie is in a plaid flannel nightshirt. Joe is on bed in her man pajamas like she usually oh. wears. And she's lacing up her shoes. It's a Like lesbians do. Uh, <laughs> it's a project to lace up your shoes that takes up some time. It's you right. have to you like, lace, lay down on the bed. Them up. Before you go to bed, you gotta lace them up. Yeah, and Blair is in some blue silky PJs and, and her curlers and her and she's putting rollers in her hair. Yeah, you know what's funny though? What we were talking about Slave Week, whatever yes, Slave they, Week. They no no, but they do. Say, she does call it Slave Day. They yeah. do set this up as a day. Right, and you but are it right takes that place. they didn't. They, yeah, that's that's a little serious plot hole right there. Oh wait a minute, wait what? a minute. This is three days before. You know what it is? Oh. Tootie is prepping Natalie because the day coming up oh, I happens see. to fall on the same day as the visitors. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, oh, speaking of visitors, we, we didn't talk about the title. Guess who's coming to dinner? You, mm-hmm. of course, know what that refers to. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's Sidney Poitier. Mm-hmm. Um, then it they was, did an awful remake with Ashton Kutcher. Ugh. <sighs> yeah, it was a play originally, <laughs> yeah. but then the film happened at the right time when Poitier was at yeah. the height of his fame. Right. And uh, they did it, but it was about an older white couple and mm-hmm. their white daughter bringing home a black man black, very black. as her fiance African American because they talk about the the charity it's going yeah. for it's going for underprivileged kids to right. get christmas presents this is march mm-hmm. the show was filmed in mid january yes so why were they still thinking chris like if this were happening Planning later ahead. in the year they're planning ahead. I, I guess they are. Yes. But I have a listener. Harvey H. is his name. And okay. he sent me a list. He has a, um, uh, uh, an extensive profile and many, many posts at a place I was not aware of called Sitcoms Online. And I haven't really explored it. But Harvey sent me a complete list of all the dates of production and the dates of broadcast huh. for every episode. Because they didn't always do them in order. Right. If you go to the Wikipedia page... There is a production code yeah. that reveals the order in which they were made, but it doesn't say the actual date of, of when they taping. It. So this is a, a new worlds have been opened to me, and thank <laughs> you, thank you for that, Harvey. I can I, I look forward to continuing to look at the other stuff you've posted there. Um, so finally, Tootie agrees, and then and then, then we move on to another plot. Of another plot. Blair where, wanting to sleep with an open window. The moon is so beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful, and the fresh air, and it's apparently it's a cold night because Joe is not having it. Yeah, so Blair because it's next to her bed. Right. So Blair insists, please. So they swap beds. Bow, chick, bow, bow. <laughs> That's one. Step. Joe's been waiting to do that for a while. Trying, trying to get in Blair's bed. Yeah. A little bit differently, but uh, so they switch beds so Blair can admire the moon yes. and sleep by the open window. And um, so we have this little strain of a plot going on. Yeah. And then the my, consequence of leaving that window open at night. It, it will come back to haunt us. Yes. All of these plot lines will be coming back. Yes. And then Mrs. Garrett comes in and she's got what uh, I presume is a telegram. It's got like, it looks more telegrammy right. than, yes, it's a very than a letter. Telegramish. Well, it turns out Chef Antoine whom we met in Paris when The Facts of Life went to Paris mm-hmm. in a TV movie called The Facts of Life Goes to Paris. Oh, really? Mrs. Garrett studied at a French cooking school, uh-huh. and this guy was a total fucking dickball to her. Well, he was French. Exactly. Yeah. 
So she comes in and she's like, I'm so excited he's coming. And the girls are like, wasn't he a total asshole yeah. shitbag dickbag right. to like, you? Because she says that, you know, she, he's looking forward to her cooking. And then they remind her like, well, didn't he say that you would never amount to anything and your and, cooking is crap? And you were incompetent. And right. Didn't he try to get you thrown out of the school? Yeah. And, and Mrs. Goes, oh, Garrett, yeah. And Mrs. Garrett, in one of those moments of a sitcom character being conveniently beyond stupid. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Carol. Yeah. Oh, I, I was just going to say, when you're ready, <laughs> if you are inspired, everybody is welcome to join me with my bad Mrs. Garrett impression. You may report. Carol. Carol. Hey, there it is. <laughs> so I have to point out, this is extremely structurally unusual yeah that we have not got this is still in the time when there weren't even a story b story right facts of life is typically one plot everyone's involved yes this for is the like entire. three going on this at the is same three time. yeah three plots going on three at the same plots time. that do intertwine yes not not quite to seinfeldian success levels right but um it's it was really shocking when she i i knew what the episode was about mm -hmm. so when mrs garrett came in with the telegram i was like oh my god we have we've set up a lot of a shit lot here of stuff there's a lot of stuff that's gonna be going down this episode yeah so uh but, uh, but then when she leaves and they all turn off the lights yes um, well, mrs garrett leaves because she's got to figure out what she's going to make for right. him when she he comes when chef antoine arrives so yes not they, gonna cook anything she can't spell <laughs> Boolia base, <laughs> and um, so she's off to plan the dinner, and then and then what happens? Uh, and then you know, Tootie goes to turn off the light. They all get into bed, and then uh, and then Natalie sees something scurry off of her bed onto the floor, and mm -hmm. goes up uh, on the on the top bunk with 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 Tootie. And, Tootie, and they turn the lights on. They can't see anything. And they turn the lights back off, and then Blair starts laughing because she thinks Joe's tickling her feet. She's hoping. She's right. She's hoping. She's taking on <laughs> her feet. And then uh, come to find out there is a squirrel that is loose inside. So, yeah. Yeah. It's now, so now we have, a, a, that's what the open window has led us to is now we have a squirrel. And that yes. squirrel is going to come back into play. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes. So uh, at one point, I do have to point out, Natalie says, something just crawled up my leg. And Tootie says, huh, wishful thinking. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Wow. That was pretty, that's a pretty Get racy it. line for the this girls. The, these are four young virgins. Yeah, right. And uh, I just want to point that out right there. Um, Natalie climbing into the top bunk with Tootie. Joe and Blair changing, be swapping beds. Swapping like beds, that. Yeah. It's like uh, Blair's you know, perfumed comforter. Uh, yeah, you know <laughs> there were teenage boys oh, yes. rubbing it out to mm -hmm. this. You know. Yes, there was a lot of crusty napkins <laughs> on the floor. So, um, yeah, the scene ends with a scream regarding that we actually have a real life yep. squirrel. And then it cuts straight to the next day. with not, I'm like, what? what just happened? What happened? Exactly. What just happened? The cut from that. It was just like, ah, they're all screaming because there's, there's a squirrel loose. And then it's, it's, it's the next day and Blair's got her hair down. She's, everything's dressed. I'm yeah. just like, what is going on? Is this a different actress? No, it's the same one. So I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, the scene ends like that without any sort of a resolution. No. But it's going it, to, this is just, the show has just only begun uh, yeah. to get weird. So then we're in the cafeteria. It is a school day. Mm -hmm. They're in their uniforms. We don't have to criticize their clothing this time. Yes. Mrs. Garrett is planning. She's thrilled. She's happy that Blair is going to be on hand because Blair speaks French, mm -hmm. since Blair is rich and all rich people speak French. Of course. And at one point, Joe says... To Blair, like, how come you're so happy? We were up all night. Yeah. 
trying to find that squirrel. Trying yeah. to find trying to find the squirrel. The squirrel in that little room. So the squirrel did not manage to find its way out the window no. again. Did I mean? Did it hide in like a mouse hole? A, a I mean, I've had a squirrel loose in my house because I have cats and they bring in stuff. It, it they're it's treating not even it, like where did it go? It was just like ah, oh, there's a squirrel, yeah. and then the next day. And and tr- but she but Joe says, and I specifically wrote down trying to find yeah trying to find squirrel so they were up all night trying to find this thing it's like and blair looks like she's she got 12 hours of sleep yeah and but it's like it's not a mouse they're treating it like it's a right little little rodent that could have crawled into a hole granted it's it's probably not a big squirrel or hidden somewhere but with that big on bushy tail oh yeah and for how panic squirrels get and run around and freak out they're not quiet yeah no it's just it's very odd they make that little chirpy sound too when they get yeah yeah that sort of noise yeah but it's just it's uh, it is a little bit on the illogical side that they were up all night looking for a squirrel in a room not not up in the attic right somewhere in the house not not going throughout the whole place and they were in our nine foot by 12 foot room with four beds the closed door and the open window and yeah and the squirrel wasn't smart enough to find its way back out right is a little bit perturbing Mm -hmm. from a writing standpoint yeah but and then uh and natalie come in yeah and uh, someone actually, I think it's Joe, says, how's slavitude going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cue the laugh track. <laughs> slavitude. What a, what a great word. I love slavitude. What a great word play with slavery. It's like an attitude of slaves. Yeah. Slavitude. Well, Natalie's happy because at the very least, Tootie is letting her carry her books. Yes. Because uh, apparently. That's, that's what they did back then was yeah. they, carried, they carried the master's books. Uh, so I think we're back to. This is the next day, uh-huh. and we are in slave mode. Yeah, but this Full is still slave mode. This is still but not before, the day. Right. This is not the day the people arrive for. Yes, that Chef Antoine arrives. So we we are back to no. This episode fucked up. They yeah. refer to a slave day, and it is clearly multiple days. Right. It's slave slave fortnight. Slave. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So um yeah. So to, so Natalie is like, Tootie, please let me do something to make right. it feel like this is worth your while since you did me this favor. And Tootie's like, ugh, I guess. Uh, Clearly you know, not, not a fan of being the slave no, master. No, no. And so she says, I don't know, like, you know, one of my dresser drawers, you could reorganize yeah, reorganize that. that. And Natalie is so happy and she says, yes, Tootie. And Tootie, as a joke, says, uh, that's yes, Tootie, ma'am. Yeah. And then Natalie's response what a what pistol. A, what a pistol. <laughs> the middle-aged vaudevillian writers yeah. in that writer's what room. What a pistol. What a pistol. Yeah, because that's what a 16-year-old teenager in 1983 said. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, bad language choice. Anyhow, Joe is making a list, and Tootie is like, wait a minute, what the fuck is that? And Joe is like, I'm going to build a trap mm-hmm. for our squirrel friend. Yeah, not to trap it. Yeah. Not to trap no, it, though. No, she wants, she wants it dead. Blood. She wants it dead. So Tootie's like, you can't hurt that squirrel. And Joe's like, he's on my turf. He's dead meat. Yeah. End of scene. And then we dissolve to the cafeteria mm-hmm. again. And, um, yeah, I had three days in my head because yeah. Joe now shows up with a squirrel trap that yeah. she has built. And she says, it took me two days to make this. Right. So this is this has been like, this is two days after that. So this is, so the squirrel... Came in four days ago, basically. No, no three. Three days. Yeah, three, three days ago. The, three days. The, that night. And then it's been two days for Joe to make the trap. And the trap is, it's, mm, it's like she shows what, what's going to happen uh, to this yeah. squirrel. And it is violent. It is. 
I, I was I was appalled that mm-hmm. they would show how they were going to murder this woodland creature on national television. Uh, well, I think the the idea was that it was never going to come to be. It was never right. going to happen. But you see this but board, this 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 well one by four, yeah, come down and just splatter like, yeah. the squirrel when it gets when it gets the cheese. Yeah, the cheese going to. Do squirrels eat cheese? I guess. No, they eat nuts. I mean, but they're rodents, like rats. Well. They're related to. But uh, I just want to point out, you may not know this, JW. Last week, Joe wanted to be a nun. Okay. Just want to say that. All right. Last week, Joe suddenly right. had this religious awakening and decided she wanted to enter a convent. And now this week, she's like, I'm going to fucking crush this squirrel's bones. That escalated quickly. And feast on its blood. It really got out of hand fast. Uh, exactly. So character consistency, uh, this is more Joe than becoming a nun. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, So we've got um, also going on in this scene, Mrs. Garrett is planning and like she's got the table set. Right. She's got everything. She's got little French flags and she's singing the Marseillaise. Mm -hmm. Just in the, the French national anthem. Exactly. And she's doing... Uh, a, a terrible oh yeah pronunciation French with it and singing badly as well as butchering the French right. of it. But for those who don't know what the Marseillaise is, shall we? So Joe, by the way, we're we're back in street clothes now. Yes, I don't I don't even know what the fuck day of the week it is. No, it's it's this is three weeks later. But but it's not. It's not though. But the thing is, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay. First night, it was they were getting ready for bed. Right. So it was a school night. It was a school night. They had been at school. So this is now two days later. So this is this is clearly a Saturday or a Sunday. Well, this is the this is the. Uh, well, I don't know if if it took Joe two days to make the trap. Did she was it like one day to make it, and then the second day she finished it, or did it take her two days and then she finished it on the third? We don't know. I I don't. Yeah. They, this, we need timestamps for this show. We do. Uh, but the thing is, they're in street clothes yes. for this. So, so it's a this weekend. is clearly on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked many, many, many times about do do they not have to serve food to the rest of the school? Like, no. we're doing this special dinner. So, therefore, no one at Eastland eats. There's no, no it's just, plans it's just them. Typical busy work. So, Joe is wearing a. Uh, outfit we've seen before. It is a an olive green T-shirt and her camouflage uh, over shirt, like a good old lesbian does. She is. It's it's pretty dykey. Not yep. gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Anyhow, as soon as Natalie shows up, Natalie comes in and says, "Hide me before Tootie finds me." Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Tootie finds her yep. and asks, "Did you darn my socks?" Thank God, we did have Natalie to be the voice of reason and say. It's the 20th century. Does anybody darn socks? I thought she said dye socks. No, darn. I don't even know what that is. You don't know what it is to darn a sock? I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I've, I've heard of darn socks, but I don't. Uh, it's basically, it's sewing. Oh. It's patching, but because socks have a, a stretchy right. weave, they're like a, a light knit to them. Uh-huh. Darning is the term for repairing gotcha. a, a knit I sock. thought she was wanting to dye the socks. Yeah, like, no. I mean, a good tie-dye sock but, is good. Yeah, yeah. So Natalie is... So correctly, Natalie does call out Tootie for, you do realize darning socks is not really a thing and yeah. it hasn't been for the better part of 80 years. Right. And it seems that because Natalie was trying to hide from Tootie, Tootie's been taking on this 
for lack of a better term, master role mm-hmm. a little too seriously. Yeah. Natalie full out complains and says, okay, yeah. this is getting out of hand. Yeah, and apparently Tootie's getting drunk with power. Yeah. And so uh, the scene escalates. So she likes being a slave master. So She's- this whole thing escalates into big fighting and noise. Well, she said this, or she said that, blah, 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 and it builds, Girls! And it builds <laughs> to a crescendo, and in comes Chef Antoine. Yep. And an entourage. Yes, right. And Mrs. Garrett's like, three. what the fuck are you doing here so early? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. And who the fuck are these people? Right. And that she actually said. Yeah. And I've got to say, this I thought was very funny. When he says, this is my wife, Marie. Oh, this is, he says, this is my charming wife, Marie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she goes to shake Marie's hand and Marie stone-faced. Oh, yeah. Does not crack a smile. But he's, she's introduced as his charming wife. Which yeah. Is and funny. then she kind of like takes it back and pulls the hand away <laughs> and this is and he says this is my little brother Lou his little brother is I think six foot four he's yeah. a very tall man right so it's like okay we've got two little older. <laughs> we've got two little ironic humor moments here and, and then Fon's older. who is the other woman that was his mother it was his mother yeah he said I thought he said it's like my mommy it's something he, like that yeah that he was said his, something that was like mommy or mommy he didn't say my mother right so he did say, and I had to go back, and I couldn't quite, but okay. That was I his mom. gathered. So this that is my his, mother. His, his female parental unit. Yeah, Madame Rousseau. Mm-hmm. And all three of them are just humorless. Yep. Stone-faced and clearly Cyberman. not happy to be there. Mrs. Garrett's like, well, I didn't know there'd be some, but I prepared the boeuf bourguignon just the way you do. Right. And he says... Oh, 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 and she makes a chopping yeah, she motion. she makes it just the way you do. Ch- chopping, just, just the way you do. And it's like... That's but, not how Julia Child does it. Yeah, <laughs> but but Bourguignon, I mean, you do have to cut things right. to make Boeuf Bourguignon. But, but it's, not, it's not like Ratatouille. Ratatouille right. is like all about the cutting. Yeah. And so it was just a really weird thing. Uh, so um, here's the other question before we continue. Yeah. Why would she make French food? I thought this at this point. We're, yeah. We're about to have a moment happen. But right. my first thought was... He's coming in from France. Right. He was your teacher. Why are you so up in arms and nervous about preparing French food for the French man who's going to be on your turf? Yeah. Why don't you make him your strudel if you haven't already back in France? (laughs) Right. And I don't mean that as a euphemism. (laughs) But it's like, why don't you make him something from Appleton, Wisconsin, one of your grandmother's recipes? Make Make him him a cheeseburger. Exactly. Make him something American that's memorable and say, okay, you need to have some of our pizza. Yeah, exactly. Pizza. What's more American than that? more American than pizza? A hot dog. (laughs) But um, so, um, but as I was thinking this, she says, well, I prepared it just the way you like. And he says, uh, like, like the little fucking asshole oh, that yeah. he is. He I says, to well, punch him in the nards. At least I won't have to eat it. Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, <laughs> Homo says, why? <laughs> and he says, he's going into Manhattan yeah. to enjoy some of the fine restaurants since he's only here in the country for a few days. And I'm like, yeah. I would too. Yeah, exactly. But I'd have telegrammed that ahead. And then he, he drops off his his entourage, his brother, his wife, and his mother yeah. and to says, stay there. Yeah, I'm not gonna have your but they are. Right. It's like what? Why would I'm you I'm on I'm on I'm on holiday, but I'm not going to spend my holiday with these my family. soulless individuals. And I'm dumping them off on you. It's like, <laughs> ooh, and the thing that's killing me yeah. about this episode. Writing-wise, is that at the end his only comeuppance is that he the 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 train or the subway or whatever broke down. Yeah, 
and they had he by the time he got there he'd turn around and come back so yeah. he didn't get to experience yeah it. he doesn't he but and, and he doesn't right he doesn't get to experience the food yeah but he doesn't get a comeuppance for no. being a fucking dick of course not I really wish the squirrel had like scratched his eye out and given him rabies. That would <laughs> right. have been that would have been good. But we are getting far ahead of ourselves. Oh, we are. Uh, we kind of jumped ahead if you. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so yes, that's what happens. And so they try to entertain these three people, and it's not three nice, pleasant foreign people no. who are happy to be here. And oh, thank you. And we're yes. being, at least being gracious yes. or acting gracious and deferential since you're being kind enough. They are just like. Well, what the fuck is this? And then the older brother just says yes to everything. And so realizing she's saddled with these people, they don't understand any English. Yes. And uh, she has to feed dinner to them. And Chef Antoine is a fucking dick bag. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Garrett just <laughs> collapses into the chair. Mm-hmm. And what is she going to do? And that's where the commercial break happens. Now, JW. Yes, David. On commercial, I like to take a little getting to know you moment getting to talk to, to my know guests. All about you. Yes, don't sing; it's going to cost me royalties. Okay. Uh, this is the point I like to talk to my my guests about their lives, their careers. If I may do just a, a quickie life interview for you, I'm down for a quickie. Um, yes. Uh, where were you born? I was born in Kissimmee, Florida, because there was no hospital in St. Cloud. Wow. At that time, back in 1987. Wow. So you are a Florida boy, born and raised. Yep. Local. I'm what they call a Florida cracker. Yeah. And that's not a derogatory term. It means cracking the whip, So, which I don't know how to do. How you <laughs> so, how, um, so have you ever lived anywhere other than Central Florida? Nope. Wow. Yep. So normally I would sort of skip ahead and say, uh, did you perform at all when you were uh, a kid? And then what took you to uh, where you studied? But you were actually working professionally as a child. I did. I I was in a lot of plays, you know, in, in, in school and sometimes in school I didn't even the, go the to. The St. Cloud Light Opera Company, I believe. <laughs> yes. 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 No. Um, I did uh, I did plays at uh, the Osceola Center for the Arts. Oh yes, and they still do wonderful work. They do for um, a community theater. It's, they do I love their little stage. It's got work. like the big stage, and then they got two little side stages. Yeah. to do little scenes here, and there's enough to keep changing the set. Yeah, my so, high school had that, so I'm yeah. like I love. I love Osceola. those two little mini stages. It's a great place. Um, yeah, I did a few plays there. Help me, because there are so many like like many of my guests. I have little snippets and nuggets of things I know about you. Am I correct that you did film work when you were young? I did. Um, when I was 12, I want to say, uh, I did a independent film called Dunsmore. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on Netflix for a stint. Uh, now you can probably find it on Amazon or something. Uh, it was filmed all around Florida. Um, Casadega, uh, Mount Verde, uh, Kasha. You you also, I know there's other stuff that you I did. did uh, you I did were, a Muppet movie. I know you did a Muppet movie also, but before we get to that... Uh, so, how did you get into being a performer as a kid? Just through I the watched Jim Carrey in the Mask. Oh, that was that was the bug. That's where I got the bug. I saw Jim Carrey in the Mask, and I'm like, I want to do that. And that's what got you. You that's said I'm going to the community theater, and that's where you that's, cut yeah, your teeth. That's, that's where I cut my teeth. Was okay. in, uh, school plays, community theater. I did some talent shows here and there. Yeah. So tell me, tell us all about the Muppet movie. Oh, that the you Muppet did. movie. This was right after Dunsmore, and. Uh, and I was just a I was just a glorified extra basically. I was in mm-hmm. a one of the final scenes was a classroom scene. Uh, the movie takes place before he met Miss Piggy. Oh, okay. He's still in the swamp. And what's it called? It's called Kermit's Swamp Years. Okay. Um, and it was a 
feature film release? It was, direct, was, it? It was a direct-to-DVD. DVD. Direct to, well, direct-to-video. Direct to DTV, then, yeah. Because I had both the DVD and the VHS. Yeah. And, um, and so basically, this takes place years before he met Miss Piggy. Um, he, you know, he's still, still, still youngin', uh-huh. and uh, he, his friends get kidnapped uh, by a, uh, a high school biology teacher. Oh, to dissect yep. him! No, yep. and so he goes Kermit. up to rescue them. Um, and uh, I was on the very one of the very final scenes. I was in the classroom scene. So, did you go to school? Did you study theater and performance? I did. At all? Um, I went to a school called John Casablanca's Modeling and Career Center. Okay. When I was twelve, and is um, it affiliated with Barbizon? It was. Was I, it? I think so. It I, sounds, that, was that, sounds, half, that sounds familiar. That was a joke, but that, that was a thing. familiar. Advertised in the Northeast was the Barbizon School of Modeling. It's, it's, it was a modeling, and they just started teaching acting. So maybe it was an offshoot. And yeah. uh, I think it probably was an offshoot. It was in Longwood. Okay. And, Which is uh, north of Orlando. Yes. Kissimmee St. Cloud is south of Orlando. Yes. We're southwest of Orlando. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I went there, it was 20 weeks mm-hmm. and, uh, my instructor was, uh, David Whitaker. And, uh, so when he came back for our graduation, um, he had our diplomas and, uh, they're just printed out on a little, you know, MS paint and, uh, MS paint. <laughs> and, uh, so he goes and, and this one's to James Moore and I'm like, it's, it's JW. He's like, all right. And then David goes, you really shouldn't correct him. I'm like, but that's my name. Yeah. My name, my no. legal name is James. Right. But why, why the J? That's a good next question we um, ask you. Why the JW? Okay. So my dad's name is James. Oh. But he's James Preston and I'm James William. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a junior. So to save on confusion, they called mm-hmm. me JW. And you didn't want to be Jimmy Joe or I something? I don't, don't, I don't like Jimmy. I don't like Jim. I don't like James. Jamie. Nope. No, nope. Uh, it's either JW, J Dub, or W. Janie Jormp Jump. <laughs> no, no, James William. So <laughs> we, don't, we're both definitely dirty. don't call me Jim Bill because that you you Jim will get Bill. you will get punched yeah. in the taint. <laughs> we are. We're both. <laughs> I say Janie Jormp Jump because we're both Thirty Rock fans. We love that. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, to go to and then uh, so y- then you just because you're here, you're just like, oh look, there are theme parks and chances. Right, to exactly. I mean, I, I started auditioned. at, uh, I auditioned for Universal's Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. uh, and I got in. But yeah, my first role uh, was, I was, um, goodness, I was an undergoon uh-huh. at the Jurassic Park streets. I was basically in a big ghillie suit. Wow. I was a bush. <laughs> I had, a, I had a, a t-shirt made that said, I had, it had undergoon and it had a silhouette of me, and on the back it said, fear the bush. Jesus. <laughs> so I did Macy's. I did okay. Mardi Gras. Okay, so like I'm kind like, of as a more of a character performer uh, yeah, type of I thing? Yeah, I was uh, Macy's. I was a banana. <laughs> so you've pretty much just been steadily working I, at I was different just doing, theme parks I was just doing, and attractions. Um, you've just been auditioning yeah, and after, booking and working. After, as I you... did, uh, after I did the parades, I decided to get something full-time there, and I worked at Jaws mm-hmm. for a while. Oh, I worked yes. at uh, Earthquake for a while, uh-huh. and then I was there for the changeover to Disaster. Yep, then I uh, came in, and that's, and where, that's where we met. Our paths first crossed mm-hmm. was, was a disaster. Now defunct disaster. May it rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. It's now the um, uh, Fast and Furious ride. Yes, because yeah. that's, a, that's a big step yeah. up right there. I so wish one of the sequels would be called Faster and Furious. Faster and Furiouser. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, that's the, my dream. And then the, the next ride, one could be Faster and Furiouser. 
the parole jury. No one asks me though. They don't. Um, they don't come to me for my opinions. And I got a job here at Sleuths. Sleuths Mystery Dinner Theater. I got a job here at Sleuths. Uh, I was doing one show every month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like many of us, yes. <laughs> uh, because I only knew one show, and uh, and then I would gradually learn more and more shows. And I also got a job uh, at Disney. Mm-hmm. And I've been there ever since. Um, as a substitute. As a substitute yeah. uh, at the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Yes. And Turtle Talk with Crush. Yeah, because so I'm they... friends with them there. Yeah, and. Uh, you are one of the many, many people here in Central Florida who, <laughs> welcome to the gig economy, <laughs> you you work shifts when you can get them, but mm-hmm. you do not have full-time no. employment at any one place. No, I don't you have just a contract. Do little bits and pieces. I don't even here know what a there. contract looks like. You, you cobble together a yes. living. Uh, but uh, How long have you been at Sluice? I've been at Sluice since 2013. Wow. Um, same thing with Disney. And uh, I, I started here with one role. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one show, yeah, and now I know twenty nine different shows in third uh, in twelve shows. Twenty nine uh, roles. Twenty nine roles in in twelve shows. Wow. I only I don't know uh, two of the shows we do here. I I think my number is close to that. Yeah, but I've been here twenty two now, about to be twenty three <laughs> years this fall. Every time I would learn a new role and I do my first show, I'm like, okay, what else you got? What else yep. you need? Yeah, I got That's all the what scripts at home. What yeah. else you need? That's absolutely. It's uh, what you I'm do. learning. I'm learning my thirtieth role here soon oh, in my geez. in my thirteenth show. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> well, we still get to work together at we the do. Sluice Mystery We're Dinner Theater. We're doing that here tonight. Why we are here uh, recording and all that. Uh, so, but I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're on the show. Yes. And it's always fun when we get to work together. Mm-hmm. But you know, we have to get back to the horrible crisis. Oh my goodness. In which Mrs. Garrett has found herself. That which is one of the three stories we still have yes. to watch. Plot one of three. Magically collide with everything. <laughs> so. We come back from commercial, and they are in the kitchen. A little bit later, the same day. Yeah. Mrs. Garrett is still— As far as we know. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Yeah, he didn't leave them overnight. (laughs) Mrs. Garrett is determined to show them a good time, and Tootie offers to take them in town to sightsee Mm -hmm. and maybe go do some souvenir shopping. Yeah. Because, you know, Peekskill, that's a tourist town. Oh, oh, and there is an earlier thing where the mother mother wants to Oh, no, this is coming up soon when they say we're going to take you somewhere. And she hands him a map, and it's a map of Disneyland. In California. In California. They're yeah. in Peekskill, New York. New York. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so Disney like, World has not opened yet. No, it has. It oh, has. Yeah. yeah. It has yeah. opened And yet. Epcot. We yeah, have, Epcot. We, Epcot. Yeah, there were two whole parks that's in right. Florida. Wow. Soon to be three. Yep, that's right. Hollywood Studios would a couple be more, a few 89. more years. Yeah. That's true. I'm sorry, Disney MGM Studios. That's right. The Disney MGM Studios. May it rest in peace. Uh-huh. Joe comes downstairs, and she is pissed because that squirrel chewed up her best bike glove. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, so this squirrel Now they're fingerless gloves. Huh? Now they're fingerless gloves. And so, So. hmm, what would you (laughs) use those for? Hmm. But it's like, it's the same thing of like, what? where the fuck is this squirrel? This squirrel is a master of... Uh, obfuscation of, of, I'm I'm in the room, but you don't see me. don't hide. No! They don't hide. Mice hide. Exactly. That's Mice not- hide. Squirrels, you know when a squirrel is loose in your place. Uh, yeah. It's, Because yeah. they are not subtle. No. They're, and they're, they're very, very high-strung, tightly wound right. animals. What oh, are we talking about? Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, Facts we were, of life. Uh, we're talking about these three fucking French assholes. Yes. Who are there at the place. Pieces and of merde. My, of the many questions I have. 
do French people not learn English? Some English? Am I not crazy? He knew that, some English. He knew the word yes. But but no, no, no. <laughs> Something, even if you lose it a little bit, yeah. the idea is that France and England are so close and intertwined. Right. Every student in English I, school I think, learns French, I and I believe I think every European country, they have to learn English, because I had friends from Germany, and they were taught English in elementary school. And they speak it better than we do. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. Like, they, I, they're, like all... Europe, most of the Europeans are I bilingual. So too, I'm. I, I feel it's like just, that too. You know, over here on this side of the uh, this side of the world, they don't teach that. Like in like yeah. South America, North America, that uh, Canada, they you know they teach well, you know, French, French, same again. And, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, they bring them some tea and cookies to hold them over to dinner. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Garrett tries to make the best of it, and uh, they never even ate the cookies. No. Oh they, God! They, and they never drink the they never drink the drinks either. No. Yeah. And um. Natalie is told by Tootie, you will be coming with us Mm -hmm. because we're going to have you carry the packages. Yes. This seems like just another thing, but this actually plays into the plot. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there's there's a reason for this madness. There is. It's all going to come come colliding. It's going to come colliding together. So so snap cut to, you know, they're done with the the sightseeing. I will say to you, this show is notorious for long, pregnant pauses at the end of scenes uh-huh. and, and then, then the dissolve coming. and then the beginning of the next scene yeah this is a show they still they are dissolving they don't like jump cut hard cut that's something they don't do there are dissolves but right. the fact is that we we are moving quickly from oh yeah to it thing. was like where okay this comparatively this. to most of the other episodes right. but we come into the bedroom mm-hmm. and Tootie is leading natalie is carrying a whole bunch of packages it, it and boxes like, it, it looks like a little cindy lou from the grinch 2000 movie oh yeah she like put the thing <laughs> yeah stacked up there and we uh, the, the question I was like, so what did they go shopping to? Oh no no, these are the souvenirs mm-hmm. of the French people who are downstairs yes. in another room on another floor. Yes. Why the fuck did they carry the packages up and into the bedroom? Because they the had girls? a quota. They had to suit so many minutes in the bedroom, so many minutes in the cafeteria, <laughs> so many minutes in the dining room to make the set profitable. That's yeah. Right. But that was uh, illogical when we later discovered because I was like, okay, well I guess. Because then they had to bring them all down later. But, you know, there's a reason they had like, oh, how can we how can we do this part? So there's a reason why the packages are brought up there. Yes. Um, But oh, we didn't get to the other thing. Uh, We we missed one little. Oh, that's right. Blair. Is that we we were supposed to uh, bridge the language barrier with Blair and her French. She speaks French. And no sooner does uh, Chef Antoine dump them off and Mrs. Garrett say, thank God we're going to have Blair here yes. to translate. Blair walks in, I'm sick. Yeah, because she slept with a window open. Open window. Yeah. Which she was the one that said, oh, you don't get sick from being in front of an open window. Yeah. And Joe's response was, not if you shut it. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, so Blair is in the bedroom, and she's got the humidifier. She's over the steamer trying to feel better, but she's... I've been there. But um, Tootie is still... Mm -hmm. annoying Natalie and Natalie is not happy about having to carry the packages. Natalie doesn't want to be a slave anymore. And she said, it's like, it's almost like slavery is bad. uh, Yeah. And she said, I I didn't like that. You made me walk two paces behind you. Like Tootie's, Tootie's drunk with power here. Oh yeah. Really? But Natalie in her anger, uh, just the, the last draw is Tootie says, oh, and do some laundry, too, and mm-hmm. throws a sweater at her. Natalie gets angry. She throws the sweater on the floor and says, this is crazy. Even Kunta Kinte got more respect. Yeah. Cue the laugh track. Cue the laugh track. Okay. Wow. You, you do know the reference. I'm oh, assuming. yeah. Roots. Yeah. 
LeVar Burton. Yeah, exactly. And it's Jordy like, LaForge, that is, Reading like, Rainbow. If there's any question about this slavery day mm-hmm. correlating or being in any way a reference to the actual institution of slavery yes. in our country, this was the moment mm-hmm. where suddenly it was just like, did you really just say that Kunta, Kunta Kinte, the respect. lead character of Roots, a slave in the South, mm-hmm. got more respect? It's like, wow. Yep. Really? In a, it, I audibly not appropriate sighed. for the time and even less appropriate now. You 40 could hear years later. my eyes rolling <laughs> when she said that. And the yeah. laugh track. Oh, it's not that she said that, but it was like, cue the laugh track. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Apparently that was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Tootie comes back at Natalie with, but the poor children, mm-hmm. which was Natalie's argument for Tootie, please buy me at the first scene. So Natalie's like, okay, I'm going to see this through, but then no more. Yeah. So Natalie storms out. Tootie looks down and the sweater is moving. <gasps> what could it be? It's the squirrel, JW. Yeah, it's the squirrel. It's come back. It's finally here on screen. It's we the Anton Chekhov. We never saw the squirrel until this moment. And yep. I think they filmed the squirrel separately. Oh, God, yes. Oh, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Because there's no way you could you could have a squirrel. No, it's like a baby. It's they did, they did yeah. a shoot with that and then said, okay, we're going to intercut this shit. <laughs> um, so the squirrel's under the sweater. And in classic sitcom fashion, Tootie grabs the sweater with mm-hmm. the squirrel in it. Yeah. And then about to throw it out the window. Starts to throw it out the window, but can't get the window open. And then someone's coming, and it's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And she throws it into one of the boxes mm-hmm. that Natalie carried Well, it was in. Joe that came in. She's still trying to hide it from Joe. Yeah. Oh, that's it. And yeah. so, the, yeah, the implication is she's trying to—I'm sorry. You're right. The motivation for that was yeah. hiding it from Joe because she knows Joe will basically probably take Snap it— Snap its neck. And exactly. She, yeah. yeah. Like, like no, Claire from the first season no of Drunk Together just— yeah, no doubt that that, <laughs> that that squirrel would have been dead meat in Joe's presence. But here's the thing. Tootie is a human being mm-hmm. with the gift of speech and free will. Yes. And she could have just said, Joe, no, I'm going to go put it outside. Yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. But no. Uh, no, no. It's much wackier to put it into a, a box. Package. A package. That was yeah. apparently the mother's package. Yeah. It belonged to, we later find out, belonged to the mother, uh, Madame Rousseau. So then there is a sort of sitcom-y exchange of Joe and Tootie back and forth thing, and Tootie trying to make sure that she doesn't get near the box. Yeah, and then, uh, and then Mrs. Garrett comes in, you know, girls, you have to go downstairs. <laughs> so Mrs. Garrett comes in and sends them away, and Tootie leaves the box behind. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, she, was, uh, she was looking at it like, oh, no, there's Yeah, what am I going to do? There's, there's, uh, a, yeah. And now let's also reiterate. At no point does the box move. move. Yeah, it doesn't does move or squeak or make a noise. Yeah. And, you know, that must be a really solid lid. Uh, well, she did put the sweater in there, too, didn't she? She put the whole thing in there. Yeah. She put the whole thing in there? Yeah, but the thing is, the squirrel could have just freaked out. The, the squirrel would have been freaking out and would have jumped and would have knocked the lid off. It's yeah. not like it had a locking lid on no. it. And then it might have suffocated, too. That's another exactly. issue. But, yeah. but the thing is, at least it wasn't crushed to death. Yeah. So then we have the shtick of Tootie being concerned about the box, and is yes. someone going to see it? And, oh, no. And uh, and Mrs. Garrett basically shoos them out because mm-hmm. it's dinner time, and it's going to be— We don't even see them eat. No. So we it, don't know if the if the bouffe bourguignon was any good. Uh, we, we don't. But she shoos out Tootie and Joe, mm-hmm. but Blair is left behind. Because part of me was like, 
why the fuck is she not leaving? Right. To, and I was like, oh, that's right. She's, Blair's she's been there. She's got her face buried in a humidifier. Yeah. Blair has a towel over her head, so she didn't see anything of this squirrel shenanigans. Yes. Yeah. And Mrs. Garrett does kind of one last-ditch effort, like, Blair, is there any chance you feel well enough? She starts praying. Help us out. She starts praying. She starts praying. Yeah, and Blair just, like, sneezes on her, Mm -hmm. essentially. So She's got the coronavirus now. Yeah. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) So Mrs. Garrett knows she's SOL. Yes. So then we move on to the actual dinner. Looks like they finished eating. And they're drinking empty cups. Drinking empty cups. They're drinking the tea. It's like after dinner. Mm-hmm. The girls are sitting around looking bored. They are all, the three French people are just sitting there still stone-faced, mm-hmm. not trying to be pleasant, uh, not acting like they're in any way, shape, or form gracious no. or uh, grateful that they were given this meal. And the only funny thing is that the mother is wearing a Mickey Mouse yes, she's wearing sweatshirt a Mickey Mouse over sweatshirt. her existing outfit. Yes. So clearly she went out and somehow found one of those in Peekskill. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Garrett tries to move the conversation along. She tries to get Natalie to tell them a story, and she's like, I told them everything. And uh, she, uh, They end up using trigger words. Yeah, they end up, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just uncomfortable, but by design. They want it to be that. Right. And um, then Blair does come down because she says she needs some milk. Mm-hmm. Because when you're sick with a head cold, you need milk. You need nothing you like need lactose. Dairy to wow. <laughs> so they introduce her. She shakes the hand of the brother and then sneezes on it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I put coronavirus. In my notes. See, <laughs> See right he's there. He's got it now. See right there. Once again, too soon. Um, so with all of this, oh fuck, what are we gonna do? Finally, Mrs. Garrett goes, "We let's look at their souvenirs. Let's let them show yes. us what they bought." Those souvenirs, which they brought back, but you, for some no good reason, put up in your damn bedroom. Mm-hmm. Go get them. Because they don't have, like, a storage closet at this school. No. No. Or they couldn't have just left them on a cafeteria table, because certainly they're not serving any students. Right. Uh, so finally, Chef Antoine comes back. And uh, he walks in. And as we said earlier, we learned that his train broke down twice. So by the time he got into the city, it was already time to turn around and come back. Yes. And... Uh, he comes in, doesn't acknowledge his wife, nope. his brother, nope. his mother, nope. says nothing to them, pays them no, never mind. And then he sits at a table over by the serving counter salad mm-hmm. bar, completely in a separate place from them. Right. It's like, what is, well, I mean, it's odd directorially, and it just Donald reinforces. Donald Melania Trump has a stronger relationship with the, with the family. <laughs> But the fact that it makes them even that much more of a dick bag. It's like, none even say, so did you guys have a good time? Hey, did, you know, was the food any good? Mm-hmm. It's like not even checking in no. with them. With what did you do after I dumped your fucking carcasses off? <laughs> so, um, so he says, uh, what a miserable day. And Mrs. Garrett, with some sense of satisfaction, says, well, you must be famished. There's nothing left. Yeah. So that's his comeuppance. That's his comeuppance. No, he doesn't I, get food. No, I wanted him to be physically injured because he is a horrible human being. <laughs> I hope his plane crashed on the way back to France <laughs> and that his family survived and he died. <laughs> Everybody else on the plane survives except for him. Right. <laughs> but then um, so the sort of the, the wrapping up of this particular story is Mrs. Garrett says, well, we'll send out for a Big Mac. And he says, don't forget the French fries. Yes. It's like, oh, because French. Because oh, he's French. French. This is <laughs> before the Freedom Fry debacle. 
Yeah. And we're going to send out for a Big Mac. So you're going to call Uber Eats or you're going to go to Grubhub or DoorDash? Is that how you're going to? How do you send? My town to go. Yeah. How do you send out for a Big Mac in 1983? Right. Hate to tell you this. In 1983, most Burger Kings didn't even have a drive through Well, especially if they would, they'd be amazing if the Burger Kings had a Big Mac. What? Oh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> you you lose! Me. You get nothing! Good yes. day, sir! <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Big Mac's McDonald's. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a Whopper. But the fact is that both McDonald's and Burger King fast food, the drive through was still a very new concept, yeah. and they hadn't all converted. That mm-hmm. was happening during the 80s. So we've got, um, we've kind of wrapped up the Blair story, because yeah. the Blair... She grabbed like a, a piece of pie and went back upstairs. <laughs> yeah, she did. But um, no, no, she stays down there. She stays there. But the sort of, I guess, the capper of the Blair in the window story is that she's sick and somehow still able to stay in the room. Mm -hmm. She's sitting there, but can't speak or talk or translate or even engage in pleasantries. Even they, did you have a nice trip here? Have they been showing you a good time? I'm sorry, I'm sick. Otherwise, I'd be here helping more. I'm the dumbass that slept with a window open. Yeah, but it's like nothing. No, nothing at all. And then, so then the boxes, the then the packages come down. Well, uh, they start showing a big coffee table book and the uh, Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty. And the mother tries to open the box that we know the squirrels in, and Tootie's like, "No, we can't have you." It's like Tootie, take the box and walk outside. Yeah, and let the squirrel out. Yeah, just walk out the door. That's literally like twenty Jesus feet behind you. Christ, and open the lid, and the so squirrel will run towards. It won't run back inside. It will run towards the open nature. So contrived. And then the squirrel gets out and pandemonium! It's like the scene from Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And they intercut shots of the squirrel running around the floor with above the floor shots of them all running around. Yes. And Mrs. Garrett, it just ends with all of this chaos. And Mrs. Garrett just standing in the center in the eye of the storm, just... (laughs) She's just over it and just uh, just so and like, crestfallen. And like Marie, she's up on the table motionless. Yeah. She just has her She just stands up there. She stands yeah. on the top of the table. Yeah. Well, then we go on to the final scene of the show. and uh, Gathering up all the flags. Gathering up all the flags, cleaning up, and uh, wow, what a poopy ending. What a very... I'm sure there probably was some squirrel feces going around there. Going out with a whimper mm-hmm. as far as the French people are gone. Clearly, the squirrel has been taken care of. and Not by Joe. Not by Joe. Not taken care of dead. Just it, somehow it must have gotten out. or Maybe it's still living there. Maybe Who it's, knows? Yeah, it lives there. It's, yeah. it's, it's the 201st student. It, it, got, it got a 13-episode deal. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, so now we're in the final scene, the aftermath, as it were. And the weirdest twist in the writing. Yeah. Weirdest, because as they're sort of... Um, this was a disaster. As dinner parties go, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Natalie comes in and suddenly everyone starts sort of weighing in like how they could have done better. Yeah. And I do not see why this was no. there. Natalie says, and I'm quoting, this isn't a quote, Tootie and I could have been more helpful putting aside our differences for one night. What? What, what differences? You, you, you were helpful. Tootie right. took him into town. You exactly. carried the packages. You, Natalie was trying to talk to them. Boring yeah, Natalie, tears, Natalie but... was, yeah, talking to them when, when Mrs. Garrett was in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Natalie was talking. And About what them, outfit she likes to wear. Yeah, keeping them engaged, boringly. But yeah. the fact is, like, no, they helped out. What is the, I, I didn't get what this was supposed to achieve. 
And it's like, well, what about Joe chasing around the squirrel? And then Blair sneezes and she's off the hook. And they all basically say they're sorry how it turned out. But mm-hmm. I, I don't get why that's there. Yeah. It's not like that was quickly put in there to lead to the next thing that needs to happen dialogically. Dialogically? Dialogically. So that's a word I just invented. I- Stamp it. But then it ends. Dialogically. Um, my trademark. And then it ends with Mrs. Garrett just saying, oh, can you imagine what they were thinking? And they'll probably never want to visit the States again. And then she starts to smile a little. And she says, planned this all along. Oh, my God. I, that would have been great. Right? If I she would have loved it. She, like, she was like a, a cut to like her outside the windowsill throwing the squirrel oh in. Oh, my God. That would have been genius. <laughs> That would have been amazing. <laughs> but then she just says, that squirrel, really. She, she sabotages the train. <laughs> oh, my God. She cuts the brake lines on the, the train. Lines, that would be amazing, <laughs> like in the movie Clue. Right. Holy shit. Um, but then she just says, that squirrel flew out of the box, didn't it? And then someone's like, yeah, it went through the air like Evil Knievel. Then it's like, did you see Marie jump in the chair? Yeah, she flew up like Evil Knievel. <laughs> and everything is okay, yeah. and they are just laughing. And um, yeah, the, and then it and just it. fades out, and then we're done. And it's like... You take the good, you take the bad, you yeah. take them both, and now you have the facts of life. The thing is, it almost was like, okay, I will give you at the base bottom level, trying to make light of make the best of a situation. Well, what's the best we can walk away from this disaster with? And my thought is, I would rather have seen Mrs. Garrett. This is my rewrite that I'll be sending in the time machine back to uh, to the writers. These are my notes. I would have had Mrs. Garrett just say, what a disaster this was. The squirrel, uh, you girls fighting. And all it did was make Chef Antoine uncomfortable and his family, those ungracious humorless people that we had to entertain all day until he came back none of them is going to want to ever come to this country again good yeah that's all i would have needed to hear is to have mrs garrett say well you know what if all of this bad stuff means not even so much the family they're the victims of this but it would have been nice if it was well if chef antoine never comes back that's a good thing. Right. Fuck that guy. Right. That's what I wanted. I wanted the last line to be yeah, Mrs. Garrett say, like fuck Mrs. that guy. If he didn't like Mrs. Garrett to begin with, why did he want to bring his family there? I, I just really, really wanted, if not Chef Antoine, to get his comeuppance. Like I said, I wanted the squirrel to bite him and give him rabies. Just, just come up, run up his pant leg and uh, bite run up him his pant leg and bite his dick off. That's what I wanted. <laughs> At the very least, I wanted Mrs. Garrett to acknowledge how shittily she had been treated and the awful position this fucking asshole put her in and have her say, this was a disaster, and you know what? So be it. Listen here, you little toad sucker. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But to have her be on some level, I mean, she's happy at the end, but to have it be like in the sense of, good, those people didn't deserve a good time. Yeah. Those, you know, I tried and I didn't give it to them, and you know what? That's perfectly fine mm-hmm. girls this is your lesson for the week it's a very special episode people are shit yeah <laughs> if, yeah if people are ungracious they have not yet earned your grace mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's what the message should have, could have been. Yes. So, writers, if you would please take note and uh, make those changes, have them on my desk by Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, JW, we're at the end. <gasps> no, I still get you until 10 o'clock. Yeah, so. that's true, <laughs> and uh, which is a few hours away. But before we go-go, I always like to ask my guest... To wake you up? To, to give me the name of a commercial that you loved from your childhood. Any commercial. Any commercial at all. Crossfire! I, Don't you remember that? For the remember, Crossfire I'm, I'm board old. game? I could be your parent. Okay. What is Crossfire? Crossfire is, is, is the board game that's... Okay, so it's basically you have a bunch of little ball bearings, and then you have uh, ball bearings that have shapes on them. And then it's basically like air hockey, except you shoot ball bearings at these ball bearings with shapes on them into the goal of the other person. Huh. And you have to keep... Uh, shooting it sounds to me like hungry, hungry hippos without the hippos. Uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it wasn't that intense. That that's, that's an. That's, we just watched the commercial. That's intense. I'm gonna post this that was, on the. That was uh, the 90s, man. On the website, it was. And again, I was an adult in the 90s, so <laughs> that would have been completely Cross, off of my every, radar. Every time that commercial came on, I'd just start saying "Crossfire." You get caught up in the crossfire. It's it's crossfire. like. It's like an Aerosmith concert in the form <laughs> yeah. of a toy. It's, it's such a boring game, but <laughs> <laughs> but the commercial made it seem that much more interesting. Wow. But they come in on like hoverboards. Yeah. And there's like this fight club. Well, that's I was just saying, it's like them. a UFC like cage match right. they set it up With as. With a board game. But it's like, wow. Okay. And oh my goodness, Crossfire. It's it's stupid. But the but the commercial made everybody buy it, and it's it's glorious. And yeah, when you got the good theme song, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You want that fucking toy. So JW, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so happy we finally got you on the show. We've been trying to do this for a while. I know. And I hope you uh, might come back. And yeah. hope this was fun for you. It was fun. Very good. Oh, well, pleased as pickles. Until <laughs> until that was almost midwestern. <laughs> I think you're a southern boy. <laughs> But until next time, uh, let's let's go get into let's. Well, you're well, already in. I'm costume. already in costume. You need to get. I, into I need drag. to go get in costume because we have to go do a sleuth show get now. Get to that old lady drag. Go, go make some money. And uh, until next time, I hope we'll have you back. Smooches and goodbye. Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. That was J W Moore. I'm going to post a link to his Facebook page in the show notes so you can see. He is at J-Dub the Gamer. Gamer has a Y in there. You see what he did because he's gay and he's a gamer? Yeah. Look at that Facebook page, and there is a video there where you can get to his YouTube page where he gives a tour of his video game room, and it is it is astounding. And uh, actually, I'm going to post that video also on the website for the show, so you can find it there, too. But uh, I thank him very much, and I had a great time, and I look forward to when he's able to come back. Next week, I'm going to be watching Season 4, Episode 20, Who's On First? And I'm going to be joined by another very special guest. That's all for now, so thanks so much for listening to this week's show. And remember, the facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, David Almeida. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, video, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. 
Follow the show on social media. We're everywhere under the handle Face the Facts Pod. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash face the facts pod. And don't forget, go to your favorite podcatchers and subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts. <laughs>